Full Court Press, episode six. We are back um, after a one-week hiatus. Guys, how was your Thanksgiving? So fun. Great break. Very wholesome. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, so I didn't really do shit. I ain't gonna lie. I stayed at home. I relaxed. Got a good little mental uh, takeaway from fucking school and everything that that has to offer. So we're here, though. We're here now, and we're... Talking about hoops again, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, a lot of hoops to get into. We've had some big games in the NBA. Um, we had a good game last night between the Bucks mm-hmm. and the Hornets. So I think we'll do some weekly shout outs. Ken, who are you who are you shouting out from this past week? Um, I'm gonna shout out Lamelo. He had a great game against the Bucks. Obviously, they didn't come out on top, but he just he's like maturing. Faster than I think anyone really expected he was going to in this league. Um, shot almost 55% from the field, 53% from the three, 36 points on the night. Um, and, you know, when he gets – he was shooting, like, Steph Curry freaks last night. Like, he showed confidence. He was looking really good. Um, I think – I don't know. I think the Hornets are, like, one serious trade away from being a real contending team. Like, I, I think um, building a team around him and um, Bridges, shout out, too, so – Although it was a loss, I think it was a really good game for that team, especially Lamelo. Yeah, the Hornets are definitely showing some potential, mm-hmm. um, and with the trade deadline coming up in a few weeks, maybe they can find their guy. Maybe we'll get more into that later. My shout out's going to come from that game as well. Um, I appreciate you shouting out a Charlotte guy. Of course, um, Lamelo's the he's he's a baller, um, and he actually had a good a good um, showing against his brother Lonzo when they played the Bulls mm-hmm. last week or this past weekend. Um, but I'm gonna go with Giannis. The Bucks won by two points last night, mm-hmm. and Giannis went off for 40 points. He scored what four more four more points than the Melo did to right. be the leading yep. scorer that game. Had a near triple double, 12 rebounds, nine assists. But Giannis is showing that he hasn't gone anywhere, and he's still the NBA Finals MVP um, that he deserves to be. And he had a great showing. So that's my weekly shout out. The ending was crazy too, by the way. Yeah, Giannis gets the off balance layup to to mm-hmm. go ahead, and then Bridges. From half court, it twirls oh, around the basket and it hurt. falls out. I was like, "Damn, I know Tap going through it right now." Yeah, <laughs> it would have been a big win tough. too. I mean, both teams like even though you you wouldn't think that the Hornets and the Bucks are fighting for a um, like a spot in the East, but that win was because they both had thirteen wins going into the night, and now mm-hmm. the Bucks are just one yeah. game ahead of them. That would be a really interesting seven series game. Like, I'd love to see this. I think the Bucks would come out on top, but regardless, I think that's a really that would be a fun series to watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be, especially with the way that the Hornets are playing now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys have, have stepped up. Another team where a lot of guys have stepped up on um, are the Phoenix Suns, who have proven themselves to be the best team in the NBA. And I think, LJ, you want to go that way for your shout-out? Yeah, that's where my weekly shout-out is going to lie. D-Book uh, going crazy this, this past week, averaging 30 points a game. 53% from the field and 56% from three, which is absolutely nuts. Um, and he's him and, him and CP3 doing the damn thing, man. 17-game uh, streak. Haven't lost since October, I want to say, like, the end of October 26th, maybe. No loss November. Yeah, no loss November, baby. That's mm-hmm. that's how they're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have some reservations about the Suns. Only because they have had the third easiest schedule in the NBA so far, and um, I'm gonna give them credit though. I mean, they've been they've been doing well. I mean, they're they're the most accurate shooting team in the league right now, st- 
statistically, so that that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, get Aiden averaging sixteen and twelve, CP three averaging fourteen and eleven. You got D Book, um, averaging twenty three, and he's shooting forty seven percent from the field. So they're the big three is doing it, but more than the, the big three though, their bench players have been have been doing it too. Yeah. Um, the Suns have nine guys that are averaging eight and a half or more, which is which is crazy. That's, solid. That's, That's yeah. crazy. Um, you got guys like Cam Johnson, Crowder, Frank Kaminsky, Cameron Payne, uh, Javel McGee. Even Javel McGee's averaging 10 points right now. Yeah, and even, you know, the stats for the overall season so far, but if you look at Booker and Chris Paul in the clutch, I mean, they're phenomenal. You know, the Suns have been in clutch situations seven or eight, nine times this right. season, and they've yeah. come out on top practically every time. Booker is shooting 73% from the field in clutch situations, uh, CP67. Um, Chris Paul's just making good decisions. Yeah, when is. it matters in the fourth quarter. And although it's a simple stat and a simple observation, Chris Paul's just making his his free throws in the fourth quarter, and that's winning him games, especially against the Warriors. Yeah, um, he's definitely stepped into his role in Phoenix extremely well. And I think their clutch genes come from their run in the playoffs last year, making mm-hmm. it to the NBA Finals. I think that that run taught them a lot. Right. Um, personally, I didn't think that they'd be back yeah. at the top of Let's the Let's keep it real. I mean, everybody attributed the Suns' success to the Denver being down, right. Clippers being down, yeah, Lakers being injuries, down. Definitely. And they have not had a finals hangover so far. And they're 18-3, and three and they're just rolling right on through. So They have a chip on their shoulder. I think they feel a little disrespected that people don't credit them for getting to the finals because mm-hmm. of what they were doing. They say, oh, all the injuries that were in the West. Um, so they're a little upset about that, and I think – that's motivating them, which is great to see. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't even talk about this team like they were in the finals last year. Right. I mean, I, I, I admit no, yeah, it. Like, we, we really don't give them the time of day that they deserve. And um, I, I think they're taking it and running with it. Yeah. And the thing is, they're, they're the best team in the league, and they proved it on Tuesday night when they played the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, the two best records was 18-3 and three versus 17. Um, it was 18-2 and two versus 17-3. and three. And, I mean, it was like it was a star-studded showdown, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun to watch. The Suns came out on top. They right. won by six points. Yeah, and like LJ said, they have played a relatively easy schedule, but Tuesday night, I mean, they silenced us on that. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's more basketball to be played, but showing up against a team like the Warriors gives me a lot more hope that they are really that legit. Yeah, definitely. I think they're in a good position where they know how their team operates. They haven't changed too much since last year. You know, there's teams like the Lakers who have a lot to figure out, but they're just kind of rolling with what they know, and um, it's working to their advantage. Definitely. Um, another showdown between the Warriors and the Suns on Friday night mm-hmm. should be fun to watch. Do we think the Warriors can get some revenge maybe? Yeah, I mean, go ahead, LJ. I think that depends on what the Suns do tonight. They play Detroit. I think if they go out and ball against Detroit, they'll get it done on Friday as well. But if they go out there and lay an egg tonight, they'll be kind of demotivated to go out there and have to play you know, Steph Curry and, and those boys on that side. Mm-hmm. Um thing about the Warriors, too, man, is that they've had the fourth easiest schedule in the NBA. <laughs> so the two best teams in the league have, are in the bottom 10% uh, scheduling-wise. But I do think that the Warriors – you know, have the slight edge over the Suns because they have the probable MVP, Steph Curry, on their team. He's like the ultimate X factor. Yeah. Um, he can take over a game unlike Chris Paul and, and D-Book. Oh, D-Book can, but not to the same extent that Curry can. Right. Yeah. I give it so. to the Suns for, you know, Mikel Bridges was awesome on Curry last night. Um, they kind of swallowed him in the second half of the game, but it's hard to tell, like, was Curry just not playing well or 
was the Suns' defense really that good against him? So that's what mm-hmm. I think Friday night will be a deciding factor of was the de- was the Suns' defense that good or is Curry about to come and blow this game out of the water? If you can figure out how to guard Curry, it's going to take you places, especially in the Western Conference. Um, Steph was he was shut down to just 12 points, probably his worst shooting night of the year. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get their rematch. He's going to get his revenge maybe in right. Golden State on Friday. We'll see if he can yeah. if he can get it done or maybe the Suns have his number. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The Warriors forced 23 turnovers for 19 points for the Suns uh, last or two nights ago. So if they can eliminate that factor and Curry can play the way he usually plays, I mm-hmm. think this is the Warriors game without a doubt on Friday. Yeah, Vegas definitely likes it. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, and – I, let me know what you guys think about this. I think that this is shaping up to be a, a Western Conference Finals preview. Mm-hmm. Easily, so, easily the two they, best they play records. so much this month? They play Even the Friday and Christmas. That's a, that's, a, that's a bold claim, Tap. I'm not going to lie. Based on the records right now, you have, I have no reason to believe that there's going to be a, a team that steps in. And obviously there's a lot of basketball to play, but mm-hmm. these look like right. the two best teams in the league, let alone the two best teams in the I feel like the number one seed hasn't won the, a ring for in any conference in a minute. Or is it just me? Like, if you actually think about it. Were the Lakers the number one in the bubble? I don't think so. I think they were two because it was Denver was number one. Hmm. I, I think being the Golden, top. Golden State. Was Golden probably State probably year. in like 8 and 17, 18. But recently it's been kind of a curse. Like yeah. the the, uh, the Utah hard, Jazz. Know going to the playoffs, but no one took them seriously for any way. Right. I mean, the Jazz are the Jazz. They I get mean, we went into this season like the Nets and the Lakers, like these are the super teams, and it's not really the way it seems to be going right now. Right. So, speaking of LA, like they literally had the easiest schedule for this first quarter of the season, and they're 12 and, and 11. Mm-hmm. Like, that should tell you all you need to know. Um, I mean, I was honestly surprised when I read that stat, but right. you. You you should have been going through that portion of the, of the schedule and having success. Like you should have only probably lost like five six games max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they're only a game over five hundred, worrisome. Um, especially if you got the old team that they have, like D. Howard and Russell Westbrook and LeBron, all those guys that you know, they can still keep pace with the younger guys, but it takes a lot more effort too. I mean, that could be a, tr- a team that come December 15th is looking into um, some trades. Maybe not major trades, but some minor things. Yeah, mo- going on to the trade talk, December 15th coming around the corner. That's mm-hmm. the trade deadline. Can you see any teams, any trade rumors out there? Um, yeah, there's a couple. It's not as crazy as it was last season, I would say, by any means. Um, a couple teams in the East, I'd say um, Dennis Schroeder on the Celtics. They signed him for a deal. Um, he, I mean, he's playing great, so I think his market value is going to go up. Um, but there are they already have so much money set away for Tatum, Brown, Smart. I think uh, he could be a guy that they potentially see um, going if Boston is still struggling. Um, I'd say the Pistons. The Pistons have a couple of veterans that you know they could look to sell after that December 15th date. Um, Kelly Olynyk, great stretch five guy to have on your bench. Um but, you know, they're those Pistons are kind of working on the younger guys. So you have Isaiah Stewart in the center. And same with, you know, Corey Joseph. He could go. He's another solid backup. But they're looking to give Cade Cunningham the ball right now. So I don't think they're really focused on him, Frank Jackson. So um, they have a couple of veterans that could possibly be 
possibly be in that trade talk. Um, and then the next, I mean, Kemba Walker was, you know, they got him as a starter. That he's really not performing offensively. It's working out. I'd say defensively, it's not really. You know, I don't know if they can go a whole season with Alex Burks as a point guard, but um, that's one that who knows. But I wouldn't take him out of the talk by any means. It's a lot to unpack there, but I do want to go back to the Boston because that is kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're Danny Ainge, it's time to blow up the JB Jason Tatum experiment. Mm-hmm. Right? They've been together for five, six years now, and it's, they've been stuck in a place where they're better than most of the league, but they can't get over the hump. And that's a terrible place to be in. You don't want to be stuck in mediocrity for, for a whole decade, mm-hmm. or at least half a decade for that matter. Um, So I think if I'm Danny Ainge, I'm, you know, building the team around Tatum, mm-hmm. and I'm shipping Jalen Brown off to somewhere where he can be at least, if not number one option, be a very good number two on a, on a contending team. Um, and like you said, Dennis, Dennis Schroeder, um, I'm trying to think what would be some good locations for him to go to, though, if he were to leave Boston. Like, there's there's not really a team that sticks out in my mind right now that, that I could think of, for, you know, to, right. for him to go to, so... I mean, I, th- I think the thing is teams would take him because his market value is kind of, like, his budget is pretty low. Um, so I think that makes him more attractive to teams right now. He was he was signed for a steal, and um, they won't be able to pay him that much come the off season. So mm-hmm. Which I, I teams think need to back up point guard right now, though? That's the question. Yeah. Philly. <laughs> and when I l- no. Speaking of Philly, you got Ben Simmons – just dominated the poster the trade. child of the trade talk. Dominated the trade rumors. Um, coming from our Philly insider, mm-hmm. Kansas, is he, <laughs> he going to be gone? And I said December 15th was the trade de- deadline. It's not. The trade deadline's in February. Right, right. It's the but opening it's of the offseason. The opening trades. of the offseason trade. So mm-hmm. is there any chance that Simmons is, is gone? I mean, I, I said earlier, weeks and weeks ago, he was going to stay definitely through fall into December I think yeah. this month this window is the time when if it happens it will and if not they're gonna hold on to him for years until they really I mean I don't think they're budging until something comes along I'd say potential trade rumors would be um, the Nuggets but Jamal Murray although he has an ACL injury I think the Nuggets lack a defensive stopper like Simmons but that's what Simmons has to offer to them on their roster they haven't had someone like that for a couple years, I would say. And the Sixers are obviously in need of a go-to guard, um, oh, yeah. someone to take the heat off and beat and keep him from getting exhausted. Um, and someone to give that last shot to, and I think Jamal Murray right. is that guy. Right, right. And for the Nuggets, they're they're undermanned right now. Like They are hurt, and I think there's a sense of urgency for them to get a guy up top that is ready to play and is healthy. And for the Sixers, there's not as much urgency. Like They could take an injured player and – you know, later in the season have him. So um, I think that could make sense. Who knows? I mean, obviously if the Celtics rumor kind of fizzled trading Jason Tatum, that would be great for Philly, but I don't see that happening. They're asking for too much for sure. Here's why Simmons to Denver will not happen. Daryl Morey thinks that Jamal Murray is not a big enough draw for Simmons. Right. And that's, yeah. yeah I mean, it'd come along with a couple first-round picks. I sure. think it'd have to. Yeah. The thing is, Daryl Morey's mind is is so off to the left right now because he thinks that Simmons is worth like a, a Jason Tatum, right? <laughs> and like no, that's that's just not the case anymore. It might have been 
year and a half ago, two mm-hmm. years ago. But after the last playoff run, we could all tell that he was just a liability. Yeah, not even the playoff run, just the way he's handled the situation the past few months. No yeah. one wants to deal with a guy like that. Yeah. And that's hurting him. So the thing, I mean, obviously the Denver Nuggets are struggling, but with Jamal Murray, eventually he'll come back from his injury. Do we think that other teams that are struggling and look like they're going to stay struggling may, may start to give a little more for Simmons just to have more talent right now? Right. I mean, I remember teams we talked about earlier. Um, we talked about Memphis a little. I don't think they're – I think that's out. I think they're playing well relative to what they should be. Definitely. So I don't think they need uh, to mess with what they're doing by mm-hmm. any means. But no one's sticking out to me screaming, oh, my God, we need a point guard right now, um, other than Denver just being hurt. Unless I'm missing a team, is anyone? I mean, no. Sacramento maybe. They mm-hmm. have they have a lot of guys that they could give up. Right. Um, I don't want to see Ben's talent wasted in Sacramento though. Yeah, but it's getting wasted even more right that's now. Right. So yeah, at least we can get him on the court. That's just a dumpster fire organization. Yeah. Like to, the Kings had not been good in forever. I can't just remember. Two thousand and three when they had Mike Bibby and Stajakovic. Yeah. Like that's that's been forever. Yeah. Yeah, Ben Simmons' agent also would not. Let him go there. I have a feeling he's just as stubborn as Daryl. Like they are just—they're being stubborn. I get it. I don't think they are afraid to hold out for years if that's what it takes. And that's, that's why just he hurting his organization by doing that. That's the dumbest thing that he could do. I know. I think it's gonna wait. It's gonna prolong even more to January oh, and the yeah. end of February up till the trade deadline. But a league that does not have to worry about a tra- any trade deadlines. Um, the only thing they have to worry about is the transfer portal, and that's college basketball. We've had some good <laughs> college hoops going on um, over Thanksgiving. There were some good games. Duke and Gonzaga um, played Gonzaga and UCLA were before that. Um, Duke, after beating number one Gonzaga, got that number one spot. They ended up losing to Ohio State, Ohio State yeah. two mm-hmm. nights ago in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. But there's there's been a lot of good college basketball on, yeah. too, that we definitely have to shed some light on. No, yeah, that Ohio State game was nuts. I think that was Coach K's. I mean, that was his final non-conference road game of his career, and it's a loss. So that's that's tough. Um, Ohio State storming the court after they beat them. That's got to be fun. I I love a good underdog win. You know that. So here's the thing, though, is that I know that Paul Benchero is doing everything he fucking can to like lead that team. Problem is that nobody else is like contributing for real. For like, there's a couple guys that are here and there. Like I don't, they, I don't they know. don't have any depth though. They no, don't. They do. It's, it's very top heavy to me. It's definitely top heavy. But you have guys like it's Mark freshman w- heavy too. Mark Williams. Trevor well, that's every college basketball team, right. Duke especially Duke. Yeah. yeah, especially Duke. Yeah, but I will say you got Mark Williams, Trevor Keels. Um, they have a veteran in. Um, oh. Wendell Moore, uh, they have some guys that have stepped up. I don't, I wouldn't say that Paul Paul Boncaro is definitely their best player. He's one of the best in the in the nation right now, but I think Duke does have enough players that can get them to where they're going. Right. I mean, I don't think they if their freshmen aren't playing well, they're not successful. I think the th- the three star freshmen were seven for twenty seven from the field last yeah. night, so combined. So and they also didn't struggling. score in the pa- the last four minutes and thirty seconds at all. I will say the nut house was rocking. Yeah. Ohio State, they had a good turnout. Yeah. Um, I, did you guys hear that Bonchero loses seven pounds per game? 
Really? Holly Rowe said that, and they were talking about it, but he has all the all those cramping issues, and they were researching it. They're like, why is this happening? He loses seven pounds per game oh my in two hours. Gosh. Does he just sweat it all Suddenly, out? I'm so intrigued Probably. to play basketball. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that nuts, though? I feel like that can't be real. Anyway, hey, that was just I didn't a know that. That's uh, crazy, though. That's how I feel after I play two hours of pickup, though. Yeah. For being real. Uh, I mean, no, I speaking of this Duke team, like, how do you think they are? Obviously, the number one, number two um, projected team, but how much improvement do you really think they have since last year? Well, they're a completely different team than last year. That's the thing. Right. With all the new freshmen. Um, Duke was bad last year. Like, right. they were so bad they didn't even make the tournament. Yeah. I think they're hands down better mm-hmm. team than they were last year, just with their new freshmen and then with more um, veteran leadership with guys coming back, like Joey Baker and Nuno Moore, which they're not really used to having guys come back, come back that, yeah. like, actually get playing time. So I think the the progress is... Right. Do, is you, do you still have them as a number one team, you think, or would you put Purdue or Gonzaga ahead of them? I don't know who the number one team in college basketball is right now. And it's the best shit ton of ups- Apparently, yes. The right. Associated Press doesn't either because it's changed, it seems, at, like every week, almost every night. Um, Gonzaga probably has the most talent right now. Um, Duke just showed up at, in Vegas on Friday night, mm-hmm. and I think we're just going to have to let the season play out right now. But I can tell you it's not Purdue. We know the number one team right now, but Purdue's not going to stay there. Um, What's Is it? Why are they number one? Is their schedule has it been? Well, they have some returning players. Mm-hmm. They have some talent. Um, and they're a good basketball team. But once the season shake out, shakes out, I think we're going to see a team like Gonzaga retake that number one spot mm-hmm. um, and, and run with it for a little bit. Yeah. Another team in Ohio that had a huge win in college basketball was Dayton over Kansas. A buzzer beater. Love to see it. I watched that game live too, and it was it was very entertaining. Kansas had a had a considerable lead in the first half, and they blew it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, man, Dayton just fought. They fought their ass off to get back in the game, and then they won it. So props to them. Um, how does that impact Kansas? Probably nothing at all. I think they'll be able to bounce back pretty easy, um, and they have been bouncing back pretty easy. Um, I I think they've they've lost since that game. Uh, I'm trying to look up. Kansas the stats but computer's tweaking. But yeah. So it's early in the season. The good thing about all basketball, both college and NBA, there's a lot of games. One game right now is not gonna affect whether or not you make the NCAA tournament or whether or not you're a top eight seed mm-hmm. um, and make the playoffs. But it's been it's been a chaotic start to the college basketball season and it's been fun. Yeah. That's what college basketball is about though. That's yeah. what I like about we could do a pros and cons list of NBA versus college basketball, but that is what I enjoy about college. Yeah, what I was trying to say about Kansas is their their best player. Uh, I'm gonna have to <laughs> find my way to pronounce his name, but o- Okai Akbaji is that how you say it? Sounds right. Yeah, something like that. He's averaging 23 points in college basketball, which is which is a crazy amount. So, but yeah, um, moving on. Oh, also. Gonzaga is playing Bama this weekend. Um, Bama just had a bad loss, so a um, very bad loss. Yeah, I'm not expecting. Shout out Rick I'm, P- Rick I'm not expecting I'm much. Um, just for that reason, Gonzaga's probably going to mop the floor with us. But gotta stay hopeful though. Yeah, you know so a credit to Gonzaga. 
Um, they play in a not a Power Five conference, so they don't have a lot of good teams. St. Mary's is really the only relevant team in their conference. Um, so they do a very good job of scheduling good teams mm-hmm. out of conference before like teams start playing all conference play. I mean, they played number two UCLA. They played number five Duke, who ended up moving up to number one. Now they're playing Bama, who is a top twenty-five team. I think it's it's really good for Mark Few's squad that they're playing all these top teams right. day in and day out, and it's I think it's a great preparation for March, especially because they don't get that um, during the second half of their season. Right. It's like a Notre Dame Clemson football kind of situation where you ha- have to take it on into your own hands to prepare yourself for playoffs. Yep. And lastly, Memphis losing back-to-back games after mm-hmm. starting 5-0. and I could care less about the Iowa State loss. we got to talk about UGA, the home team, <laughs> beating Memphis by three last night. We rocked the stake out. It was yeah. a great environment. For those of y'all who don't know, me and Taff both work for UGA's athletic department, so we were there. Taff got a little ESPN Watching. Taff got time. a little ESPN cam time, man. Monty Bates was in my face. So we'll be at this point. Podcast is still going on on in two years. We'll be talking about him being then maybe a number one overall draft pick. But mm-hmm. it was it was cool <laughs> to see Memphis. They have so many NBA studs yeah, on their do. bench. Um, Penny Hardaway is their coach, and he's an NBA legend. Uh, Rasheed Wallace is an assistant who won a title with the Pistons in '04. Larry Brown was the coach of that team. He was the assi- an assistant coach for Memphis now. Um, just a lot of NBA, former NBA players and future NBA players, but the dogs beat them. So it was a fun night in, in the state for yeah, sure. It, it was funny because Bates had got a crazy and one, and he literally stared in the lens of the camera and just like flexed his muscle. It was it was kind of dope. Yeah. So Tav got a little TV moment, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. Moving on um, to some more games. Games that we're going to try and predict. I wouldn't have predicted Georgia winning last night. No, so we're going to try and predict this one a little better. Thursday night locks. Thursday slash Friday if you want to go for tomorrow night's lines too. Mm-hmm. What are we locking down for um, the next couple of days for NBA games? Uh, I have OKC uh, plus nine and a half in Memphis. Um, okay. I mean, let's not, for, let's not forget that OKC beat, <laughs> beat the Lakers <laughs> twice. <laughs> um. I'm not saying they win, but I think I don't think I think nine and a half is a disrespect. See, she had statement. me there for a second, and she took me right back down. She was like, "They're not going to win," but hey, I think it's yeah. disrespectful to make the line not or the spread nine and a half, especially for Memphis. Like, what? Yeah, is Memphis <laughs> giving me enough. To they're not giving me enough. Cover yeah. a ten point spread. It's the Josh show, though, so you never know. Sometimes it is. Yeah, that's true. Do we think? The way the NBA games have gone so far this season, that you're expecting an upset when you watch a game, or you're expecting it to be a dog fight. Wait, what'd you say? Are you expect like when you turn on a game in the NBA? Right, say you right, randomly right. watch this game, not knowing the spread. Are you expecting it to be a dog fight and expecting it to go down to the wire, or are you expecting a blowout based on how other I games have gone this season? I, I say dog fight. Dog yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah, this this year particularly, yeah, dog fight yeah. for sure. In the past, it's been blowouts, but now Which is why the only team that I feel like hasn't been in a dog fight consistently is the Suns. I mean, they've been, they, so they've been taking yeah. care of the team. Ass. Right. I mean, some, you know, there's teams that need to be taken care of, and not ev- teams will beat them, but not everyone blows them out, and the Suns have really taken care of every single um, underdog team they've played, I think. Yeah. LJ, what's your lock for Thursday night? Uh, My lock is I'm going to take the Bulls to cover the spread of minus two against the Knicks. They're at MSG. 
Um, and the reason for that is the Bulls this year on the road are seven and four against the spread, and on the flip side, the Knicks are four and seven against the spread at home. So it's in the Bulls' favor. I think they get it done. I think Lonzo and Demar have a good game. I think Julius has a bad game. I'm gonna say Julius scores less than twenty, and the Bulls get the win at MSG. Uh, I'll go ahead and say by eight or nine. That's that's my luck. I'm locking it in. Bulls cover against New York Knicks tonight. What about you? Uh, So I'm going to go with a game on Friday. Usually something that we've experienced doing these locks, they only come out with the games for this night, which is that night, which which is annoying. I mean, it makes sense if that team's playing the next night. But because it's Thursday and tomorrow's Friday and some teams aren't playing both days, they've come out with some lines for Friday. I'm going to go there. We've talked about the Suns and the Lakers for a lot of this podcast. Warriors. the Suns and the Warriors, excuse me. I said the Lakers because I'm used to thinking the best team in the West. Anyways. So silly of you to assume. The wa- I know, right? Especially this year. The Warriors are six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Suns. Why are they six-and-a-half-point favorites? They just lost to this team two nights ago. I, d- I can't explain it, so that's why I'm going to bet the Warriors to cover six-and-a-half. <laughs> this is just Vegas one of those games yeah. where Vegas yeah. knows something. Why are you going to make a team a favorite yeah. after losing – Three days prior, because it'll yeah. be Tuesday. When the Friday. spread's that bizarre, there's always something you don't know. The game's going back to Golden State. Curry had probably his worst shooting night of the year. I think he's going to have some revenge, like we were talking about earlier. He's going to go off, drop probably 40 points, mm-hmm. and the Warriors are going to win by <laughs> double digits at home. Wow. And I don't think the experts expect the Suns to beat them twice in a row. I think that's, that's a big portion of it, but yeah. still, six and a half is a hell of a lot considering yeah. that they just lost to the Suns. If the Suns can shut down Curry again... That won't happen. Though. I don't. I do, no. not that I think it will, but if they can, it will be hell of a statement. Hey, I'll be happy itself if that happens. Yeah. Look, I'll that's be completely happy. Yeah. But that's a long defense. I mean, they're just those are long guys. I did I tell you guys Mikel Bridges comes to my where I work in the summer in Jersey. I have yeah. a picture with him. We gotta post it. It can be the. Um, just now mentioned this the whole time we've been in here. The whole time we've been talking about. He's, cool. he's on guys. my fantasy team and all that. You ain't said not one word no, about really it. Really nice guy, Villanova guy. He's a man of the people in Philly. Man of the people. Man of the people. Yeah, I mean Villanova. Philly fanatic. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Villanova, they've been pretty good in college basketball too. Yeah, yeah. Consistently top ten. Right. Um, now it's time for our full court press lock. We haven't prepared one, but I think we just said it. Steph Curry over in the point total. No, I'm not going with Warriors. I can't go Warriors. <laughs> just, just Steph Curry. No, he I still can't, can't do go. just Steph Curry. He's given us enough. I, he's already admitting he's an MVP favorite. I can't too much for eligibility. Bet like, with the Warriors ever, no matter what the situation is. You are just <laughs> stubborn. You're right. I'm very stubborn. That's why I'm not picking the Warriors. But instead, what we could do. Um, what, are the lo- what are the Friday spreads? We have L.A. and the Clippers. Um, L.A. Clippers are minus two or two-point favorites against the Lakers. Both teams are terrible covering the spread this year. That's why I kind of want to stay away. But we've, we've been successful betting against the, the Lakers so far this year. Um, so we could go Clippers, minus two. Definitely not betting for the Lakers there. Philly is in Atlanta, which oh is yeah, a game. Oh, yeah, how did I forget that? We're I all thought gonna about be, going, yeah. We're all going to be in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah. Um, are you going, LJ? No, I'm not going. Well, we're all going to be yeah. in Georgia. That's Big a Big weekend for us Georgia And kids. Ken's, your Phillies are going down. Um, to go play Phillies, you mean yeah, the Sixers? The Sixers. <laughs> he got his mind on baseball. No, no yeah. I definitely don't. Sixers are going down. Yeah, 
Who, what do we think about that game? Vegas has the Hawks as a one and a half point. I'll take Hawks on that one all day. Uh, yeah. I, uh, as much one as and a half, yeah. my heart says Sixers, my head says take the Hawks. Minus one. What is it? Minus one and a half? Minus one and a half. I, yeah. I won't do it, but I think that's what the team should do. All right. <laughs> that's all we Locking it in. To have <laughs> we got oh, the vote of confidence. Of have the Sixers girl go against her team. That's what we're doing. They really made me upset against the Celtics. That was just a game of who sucks the least. Like, that was just, I mean, there were so many just malfunctions. The like, the, the net malfunctions. They, like, stopped the game in the third yeah. quarter. It was, it was weird, bad. Dude. It was bad. And the excuses are running out because we're healthy now. So now I'm like, we were almost playing better when we weren't healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're right on that line of... Five hundred. Mm-hmm. We can see. As of right now, they wouldn't. It. They wouldn't even be a wild card pick if the if playoffs started tomorrow. But we got a lot of basketball left. We're only. I think we're over a quarter into the season. So yeah. a lot of basketball. A we'll lot of be, basketball to play. And we will be there to cover it all. But th- today's podcast was fun talking about the Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna recap Friday's game definitely next week. We'll see if the Suns are legit or Steph Curry can can get his revenge.